was, I was glad. I was glad. Now, I know what we're here to do, but y'all know me, and so I need some of you all who know the Lord to open up your mouth a little bit. I, I, I know. I, I need, I need, matter of fact, let's do this. I need you to stand up on your feet. If God has blessed you, if he's been good to you, if he's kept you, if he's, if he's done something that you never thought that he would do for you, then this morning, don't even applaud. Don't, don't applaud. Open up your mouth. See, if, if, if you were on Broadway, I could understand the applause. But I'm talking about a God who created everything, talking about a God who saved you, secured you, settled you, and so therefore we ought to give him praise from our hearts and our mouths. He's worthy of our praise. Yea, men, we exalt you in this place, O oh God. We magnify you. Now, Lord, we simply ask very quickly that you would get me out of the way, that you would allow the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart to be acceptable in your sight, and then bless these, your people. They didn't come to hear from me. I have nothing to say to them unless you say it to me first. So, Lord, touch me, feel me, use me, pour me out, so that your people can be blessed, bettered, and benefited for having come out. We love you. We honor you, God. We thank you, God. You didn't have to use us. You didn't have to choose us, but you did. And so we just need you in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me say thank you to my friend. I was beginning to wonder who in the world was he talking about? It's like, Lord have mercy. But uh, he has been my friend for a long time, and he already knows I will, I will get in the foxhole with him, for him. To this great church, to the ministers, to the deacons, the trustees, the officers, thank you for inviting me. I keep telling y'all, out of all the great preachers in Cincinnati, y'all keep calling me back, so I have to keep practicing. Maybe one day I'll get it right. If there's a Bible near you, I'd like for you to go to the 37th division of Psalm. Yes, sir. And once you've found it, I want you to find a 23rd verse. And we're going to start at the 23rd verse and read down to the 25th verse. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you don't have it, say wait a minute. Amen. The word that we find there is this. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Here's your theme verse. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. You may be seated in the presence of God. I came to help you celebrate senior saints. And, and let, let me say this. Uh, it's a privilege and an honor to be able to grow old. We live in a day and time where uh, being young and staying young seems to be the pursuit of our culture. 
they have all of these creams and ointments, and yes, they have those little funny blue pills, and they, they, they sell them hoping to keep you young. But I just stopped by this morning to remind some of us that there is a value, there is an honor in growing old. If we live long enough, everybody is beset by getting old. But not everyone is blessed by getting old. Some folk get bitter as they get older and they don't get any better. Some folk just accumulate years without ever accumulating any wisdom. And so David has some information for us this morning that if we take stock of it, I think it will do us good. People over 65, that's the benchmark that I'm going to use this morning. Some of you say, well, wait a minute. I got my AARP card a little bit before I was 65. That's all right. Give me, give me liberty this morning. People over 65 have seen life at its best and at its worst. People over 65 have learned a few hard lessons with God. And then they've watched God bring them through. I wish I had a witness in this house that it's God that brought you through. You, your education didn't do it. Your economic status didn't do it. Your affiliation with a sorority or a fraternity didn't do it. But I came to tell you this morning that folk over 65 know a little bit of something about the Lord. So David says uh, for a framework, he says that the steps of a good man uh, are ordered by the Lord. They're preordained, they're prescribed. Those steps of that good man have been God chosen. I'm so glad that not only does God choose people, but God marks off how his people ought to walk. Uh, God will put a hedge around his people. You remember Job, don't you? That God told the devil, you can touch him, uh, touch his body, but you can't take his life. God can call the shots. He chose the steps. And then the the text says, and he delighted in his way. Oh, I I like the park right there. Uh, When God delights in your way, that means you're operating by faith. Uh, Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, Then I'm walking not only in faith, but I'm walking now in fellowship with God. Help me out, Amos. How can two walk together? Unless they be agreed. Uh, When God delights in your way, that means you're walking in agreement with God. And God will uncover some things. He'll tell you some things. He'll show you some things. He'll reveal some things unto you because you're walking with him. Preacher, what are you trying to say? That when you walk with God, very little of life takes you by surprise. Bible says when a man's ways please God, he even makes his enemies. You got any enemies? Uh, Your enemies will have to be at peace with you when your ways please God. Well, David says, uh, though he fall, how many of you in here have never sinned? How many of you have fallen? Though you fall, you shall not be utterly cast down. Uh, I like that. You may skin your knees, you may scrape your nose, you may bump your head, but you won't utterly fall. You won't utterly perish. Why? Because you're in God's hands. Oh, that's a glorious thing. 
believers are in God's hands. They are upheld. It says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord. Not, not, not fifth third. For the Lord. Not CG&E. For the Lord. What's the name of that, 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 that company right there? Not, not, those people can't uphold you. Uh, Pennsylvania Avenue can't uphold you. Wall Street can't uphold you. But it says, but the Lord, well, you need to know something about the Lord. Uh, we're talking about the Lord who made the heavens and the earth, that Lord. The Lord who made the sky and sea, that Lord. The Lord that made the mountains is the same Lord that upholds you and me if we're delighting in his way. That, that's a glorious thing, that I am in God's hands, and you as a senior saint are in God's hands. So then if we're in God's hands, it doesn't matter what goes on in the world, does it? Uh, because there's nothing too hard for God. If all the world is going to hell in a handbasket, God is able to keep you safe. If people outside of God's hands are suffering defeat after defeat, you're walking in victory because you're in God's hands. The tides of life may change. Uh, they may tell you that you have to honor certain things that God says no. When you're in God's hands, you don't have to worry about what man does to you. It takes time and experience to value the changelessness of God. Uh, can I say that again? It takes us a little while in this life to understand that God's changelessness is a benefit to me. Nothing can happen unless God says so. David says, I have been young. Let me give a shout out to the young people. It's a good thing to be young. You got energy when you're young. You got vitality when you're young. You, you got a lot of stuff going on when you're young. So I need to help them understand that this is not a put down of young people. Not at all. We love your new ideas. We love your new energy. The church needs brand new energy. Because uh, you know, like I know, once you pass a certain age, you, you start getting a little tired. And so young people in the church add enthusiasm and hope. This is not a put down of young people, but I came today to celebrate senior sainthood. See, senior saints have spent time with God. They've been with God in the trenches. See, they know that God works best when life is at its worst. They know that God shows up. I wish I had a witness in the house tonight. That God shows up in our midnights. When, when life starts pulling down the shades, God's got a way of making the sun come out to shine. Uh, they've learned, senior saints have learned how to wait on God. Uh, David said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They get to mount up with wings like eagles. They can run and not get weary only because they know how to wait. Believers over 65, as a matter of fact, really believers, every believer needs to know that everything that happens in life is father filtered. My pain has been prescribed or permitted by my father. 
My trouble has been transcribed by the hand of Almighty God. He's the one that wrote out this prescription. And even the devil himself only has limited access to God's folk. Uh, can, I, can I tell you that the devil wants to destroy you, but God said, here's your line. You can't go any further than that. Uh, let, me, let me put it like you might understand it. God has a choker on the devil, and the devil wants to growl and snarl at you, and God says, okay, you can bark at him, but you can't bite him. You can show your teeth, but you can't gnash your teeth on him. And just when it looks like the devil's going to get you, God pulls him right back and says, sit down. You can't harm my children. I, I, I came to inform black-haired folk that silver folk have seen God move. They said that, they, that we wasn't a people. And God said, they're my people. They said that they're not going to vote. And God said, watch this, they're going to vote so tough that we're going to elect a black president not once but twice. They said they ain't going to go to school. And God said, not only will they go to school, they'll start building schools and then they'll educate their children who will go to school and take over the schools that you told them they couldn't go to. I, I don't know about you, but only God could do something like that. I, I, I wish we understood and remembered that God can make a way out of no way. Older seasoned saints have learned to wait on the Lord. They've learned that the power of renewal is found not in hurrying, not in scurrying, but in sitting down and waiting on the Lord. Uh, I, I need to say that again. Uh, it takes us a little while to understand. Uh, help me, songwriter. You can't hurry, God. No, 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 you, you, you just got to wait. You got to trust him, give him a little more time, no matter how long it takes. It takes gray hair to understand my power will be renewed as I wait on God. My question this morning before I move any further is do you trust him? See, the issue is I learned by experience to trust God. Well, if I'm under 35, I don't have a whole lot of experience with God. I, 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 don't, I don't understand some things that my grandmother, see, how many of you remember now what your grandmother used to tell you? Now it makes sense, because I don't, I don't use a little bit of Grecian formula 49 to color some of the gray, but the experiences that I've had with God since I left my 30s and 40s have been invaluable. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I've learned that God is a healer when nobody else can heal me. I've learned that God is a company keeper when everybody else wants to leave me alone. I've learned that God will stay by me. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Now, when I was young, I did not know that. But as I walked down the lane of experience, God showed me. See, it's the silver-haired saints that have lived long enough that they can testify like the prophet. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion, not my behavior, his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I stopped by to tell the senior saints that God ain't stingy with his blessings. Oh, God will pour out 
uh, his blessings on you. Let, 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 let me just name a few. See, it was God who kept you when you didn't even want to be kept. It, it, it was God who protected you when you didn't even know you needed protecting. It was God who provided for you when you thought it was your, your, your health and your wealth that got you all of these things. And then it was God who saved you from a life of sin. I wish we would just turn on uh, the sanctified video cams of our imagination and just turn around and look back where we came from. Uh, some of us used to be on the street corner uh, throwing back stuff that we knew was not good for our body. Some of us used to like to roll our own brand of tobacco and ingest it. Some of us were doing all kinds of things that we knew that we should not be doing. But God decided to come into our life. But God decided to intervene. But God decided to draw the line and draw us to himself. It was not us who saved us. It was God Almighty by his love and his mercy saved us. And then it was God who brought us out. There are some of us who are saved, but we're still in bondage. I'm so glad that I've lived long enough to tell you that God is a bondage breaker. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, can I just tell you, I used to smoke, but God broke the bondage. Used to get high, but God broke the bondage. Used to run the streets, but God broke the bondage. I came to tell you this morning that it will be God who brings you out. I think it's amazing to live long enough to see the preparations and the invitations of God's perfecting process. Well, preacher, what do you mean the, the preparations and invitations? See, God wants to perfect you. God, see, uh-oh. God is not satisfied with us being just saved. See, we, 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 we would have played that game a little too long. God just don't want to save us and leave us to ourselves. No, no, God intends to sanctify us. Well, why do I need sanctification? Because there's something on the inside of me that don't agree with God. And the only way I can get to be what God wants me to be is to accept his invitation to become more and more like him. Oh, y'all ain't feeling me. Uh, God says, I want you to look like Jesus. Now, what do I, how do I get to do that? Come over here. And God says, now, I need you to sit down. I need you to lay down on this operating table. And you say, well, why do I have to lay on the operating table? God says, because, Robert, there's some stuff in you that I got to just get out. So I need to anesthetize you. I need you to put you to sleep so that I can begin the process of operating on you. Uh, and I'm so glad God don't do it all at once. Uh, little by little by little, he begins to extract out of the believer the thing in the believer that is not like him. And then he begins to place into the believer the things that the believer does not have so that when we grow up, we'll start to look more and more and more like Jesus. Somebody ought to say hallelujah because it's the process of God. David, this man of God, the writer of many psalms, writes for us, I have been young, but now I'm old. <laughs> David's not bitter about growing old. You know, some folk just get nasty as they get older. God done blessed us and we get nasty. We get mean to everybody. We think because we done got 60 or 70, we got a right to talk to people any old kind of way. 
No, you don't have that right. As a matter of fact, that, 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 that's contradictory to what God is doing in your life. If God has lengthened out somebody, I, I remember being little, if God has lengthened out the brittle threads of your life, you ought to be rejoicing. Or you ought not look like a lemon. You ought to taste like lemonade. That they ought to taste the sugar and sweetness of God instead of the saccharine of being bitter. David says, I, 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 I was young, but, but now I'm old. But can I just tell you that when I was young, I killed a lion and a bear. Yes, I did. He was messing with my daddy's sheep. So I had to go out and get him. I went out and got him, and the Bible says I caught him by the beard. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. This boy is crazy. <laughs> caught him by the beard, and I slew him. David was a bad boy. David said, I was young, and there was this man named Goliath, and he was challenging the armies of God. As a matter of fact, he was taunting God. And so uh, I asked God, the guys that are around, why, why aren't y'all fighting? What, 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 what's the problem with you going to fight Goliath? And David said, never mind, I don't need to talk to y'all. I'll go for myself. Every now and then, you need to develop, uh, whether you're young or old, you need to develop a David mentality. Uh, I, I don't care what the people around me are doing because I have a relationship with God because I believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. I'll go fight Goliath. Goliath might be 9.5 feet tall, but I'll fight Goliath. Did you know that David was a musical psychiatrist? Oh, yes, he was. Saul had a problem. Saul uh, was passive aggressive. Saul was jealous of David. Saul was going to kill David. But God gave David a spirit of psychiatry. And when he started to play on that harp, uh, something came over Saul so that he could not do the dirt that he wanted to do, but he was held in place. Can I tell you this morning that God wants to give some of you that spirit, that sweet spirit of psychiatry, that when those people want to do dirt to you, all you have to do is play that melodious music on the harp of your life, and they will have to back up. This is the same David now that has, as a younger man, committed adultery with Bathsheba and had her husband Uriah killed. David said, I, I, I once was young. I'm sure he was looking at all of that. I once was young, but now I'm, I'm old. David challenges each and every one of us to take inventory of the faithfulness of God. Sometimes we just look back at our life and we realize I have not done everything that God has assigned me to do. And, and, and we get scared and upset. David said, no, 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 no. I, I, I once was young, and now I'm old. Uh, I've never seen the righteous. Now notice, he doesn't say everybody. He said, I've never seen the righteous. Never seen those people who are in right alignment with God. Never seen those people who walk hand in hand with God. I've never seen them forsaken, nor his seed, his children, his offspring, begging bread. Well, I know that some of us are saying, but wait a minute, we have poverty all over the place. Yeah, we're troubled, but not distressed. We're perplexed, Paul would say, but not in despair. 
We're persecuted. Here's what Paul says, but not forsaken. God has never left a righteous person in the lurch. Oh, my. Some of you are looking at me like, what? You don't understand. I'm sick and the doctor don't have a cure, but you ain't forsaken. I got a pink slip just Friday and, 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 and my house note is due on Monday. You broke. You broke, but you ain't forsaken. My children are going 24 karat crazy. I got a court case coming up. They are messing with me everywhere. You got issues, but you're not forsaken. I don't know where my next meal is coming from. I don't know how we're going to make it. You're messed up. You're backed up, but you're not forsaken. Oh, I wish I had a church that understood that if God says, I will be with you always, he ain't playing. Uh, though the earth moves and, and, and the sea rages, I'm not going to leave you. No matter what might happen, you're going to have hard times. You're going to have people in your face. But Jesus said, be of good cheer because I have overcome Bible never said you wouldn't miss a meal or two. It said you wouldn't be begging bread. So as we accumulate years, there should be an accumulation of experiences with God. Can I say that again? You shouldn't just live here and not know something about your father. You know that he's a loving God. Did you know that? Did you know that in spite of, here's what Tracy said, he loves how I love the Lord. You know why? Because I know he loves me in spite of me. Oh, if I had to wait for him to love me because of me, I would never have love. But I've watched him love me to health. I've watched him love me into places I never thought I could get into. And it's not because of who I am or what I do. It's because he loves me. There, got, there, 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 there has to be not only some but God experiences in your life. Those are nice. You know what I've learned to look for now? Only God. <laughs> only God could have given me this job. Only God could have given me this house. Only God could have stopped the bullets from going through my window. Only God, see, I, I need, I, I don't need a but God experience. That's good, but I want an only God experience. Why do I want an only God experience? Because there's some people coming behind me that I need to tell them only God could make a way out of no way like that. Only God could take you from the gutter. And see, I, I think some of us have forgotten where we came from. Let me put a, per, a parenthetic around that. Some of you here were here when your church was down in Dunbar. And watch God bring you from Dunbar up to where you are right now on Ravina. Only God could do that. 
Some of you were here under Pastor Brown, under Dr. Smith, now under Pastor Venice. Only God could continue you to grow like that. It takes silver hair to say only God could do that. Silver-haired saints need to help younger saints remember that God is not mundane, mealy-mouthed, or mediocre. But God is marvelous. Oh, for a church. Oh, for a generation of people that don't mind telling other people how marvelous God is. Oh, yes, he's marvelous. It's a marvelous thing that God would save sinners. That's marvelous. It's a marvelous thing that God would prepare a place for us that where Jesus is, there we might be. That's marvelous. Oh, 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 it's marvelous to see two or three people ask God for something and watch him do it. Oh, that's marvelous. Well, let me hurry up. Why, why is being a senior saint a glorious thing? Because you can tell people today that God still works miracles. <laughs> oh, yes, he does. Uh, work miracles in your life. So you don't have to look at somebody else's life. Just look at your life and realize that God still works miracles. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Because he still heals. Everybody don't go to the hospital to get cured. There are some people who just come to the altar and ask for prayer, and God heals them. God still saves today. Aren't you glad about it? Uh, I, I Help me, songwriter. I was sinking. Not you. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply. I was messed up, y'all. Very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more, but... The master, I'm so glad the sea has a master, but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me. He saved me. Now safe am I. Well, what happened? Love lifted me when nothing else could help. When drugs couldn't help, love lifted me. When sex couldn't help, love lifted me. When power couldn't help, love lifted me. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad love is still a lifter that I don't know what to do. He'll lift you from the pit of despair and take you to heaven. Love lifted me. And because he still loves, he deserves our praise. We ought to be able to say hallelujah to his name. We ought to be able to tell somebody that it was by the grace of God that I am where I am today. It takes senior saints to attest to the fact that even though we have a 45 in the White House that ain't doing nothing but shooting blanks, God is still on the throne. To the blessed silver-haired saints, let me do this real quickly. If you're 90 years old, hold your hand up. God bless you. If you're 80 years old, hold your hand up. God bless you. If you're 70 years old, hold your hand up. God bless you. Now, if you're 65 and just arrived, hold your hand up. I came with the express purpose of saluting you. You are the pillars of the church. Leave the generation behind them something to follow. You are the ones who hold this together for the Lord. Be strong. I, I thought about 
several folk in the Bible. You realize Moses was 80 years old before he started doing anything for God. You realize Caleb was 80 years old, 84 as a matter of fact, and he said, give me the mountain. Well, what does a mountain represent? He said, give me the challenge and I'll show you that I can still handle the challenge. See, some young folk need to realize that some folk in their 80s and 70s can still handle the challenge of everyday life. They done threw you to the curb, but you need to be able to show them, give me the mountain. Y'all keep buckling under the pressure of life, committing suicide, copping out with drugs. Give me the mountain and I'll keep living. I believe that the words of the old man Paul are a fitting closing statement for us this morning. Paul writes to his son, Timothy, in the ministry in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. He says, for I am now ready to be offered. I'm ready for my life to be poured out like a drink offering. I'm I'm ready to leave here uh, because I know that the time of my departure is now at hand. When I was working in Ephesus, it wasn't time. When I was in Corinth, it wasn't time. When I was at Laodicea, it wasn't time. But I'm, I'm looking at the watch and I'm hearing God say, the time of my departure is now at hand. I have fought a good fight. My brothers and sisters, keep on fighting. It ain't time to give up yet. Oh, I know you might get old and you might get tired and you might, your parts might be worn out, but keep on fighting. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul says, I have finished my course. Don't sit down. Well, don't quit. If you got to sit down, sit down and just take a rest and take a blow for a minute and then get back up, get right back up and get into the race because you know that there's a prize waiting for you. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. Paul said, God commended this faith to me uh, when I believed and I held on to it. My brothers and sisters, at a time where people are denying the faith, don't give up. Don't throw the faith away. Hold on to your faith. Hang tight with your faith. If you have to bite it and grit it and pinch it, do whatever you have to do, but hold on to your faith. Well, Paul, why should we be so tenacious in holding on to our faith? Because it says, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Oh, I came to tell you this morning that when you run the race, God is not so forgetful as to forget what you've done. He's got a crown. Now notice, he doesn't say, just say, I'm going to give you a crown. He's already got it laid up in heaven for you. Your crown is already there. It's already waiting. It's already on deposit, just waiting for you to arrive. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, I'm so glad he's not going to let anybody else give it to me. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day. There's a day coming when you're going to realize all the pain, all the trouble, all the problems, all the hurt. Everything you've had to go through is going to be rewarded because God don't waste nothing. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give to me and not to me only. I'm so glad there's a we 
and an us to this thing. Not to me only, but to all those who love his appearing. And so as I take my seat, let me just encourage you. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because before you realize it or not, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, payday is coming. Oh, that'll be a great thing. They tell me when all the saints of every nation get together, they'll be coming up from the north. They'll be coming up from the south. They'll be coming up from the east and from the west. And they'll be marching up. We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful of Zion. Well, what are you saying? Come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in the song. Everybody's going to be singing about how great thou art. Join in the song of sweet accord. And I can see them now marching around the throne. Uh, and every now and then they'll stop and they'll take off those golden crowns. See, God is going to give them to us, but we ain't going to keep them because we don't deserve them in the first place. We're going to throw them down at Jesus' feet and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Oh, that's going to be a great day. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. They tell me that one day that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ. Oh, my grandmother's going to get up. Uh, my former pastor's going to get up. Some people that I know are going to get up and the dead in Christ shall rise first. But here's the part that I like. But we who are alive and remain. Oh, some people are still going to be alive when Jesus comes. Some people are still going to be walking around and we're going to disappear appear in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible oh they'll step on a cloud and go back in the glory they'll go back home one of these days we'll be able to sing my troubles over glory hallelujah until then I'll see you if I don't ever see you again my goal my aim is to see you on the other side. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. And then we'll have bodies just like his body. Not subject. But see, it takes some gray hair to understand that I can't do it all at once. I got to wait till Jesus comes. Give God some praise for this great message. Amen.